For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. Welcome back for another, what we like to say is a star-studded, because we're the two stars. My name is Javon J. Love Adams, and I am besides the one, beside the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He is a former professional baseball player and also a veteran of the NFL. What is good, Easy? I like how you call me a veteran, man. Yeah, veterans, retired, all that stuff. Whatever it is, you played, I didn't. <laughs> week two in the books, man. Week two in the books. So last week when we were talking about the the Ravens, so real quick, what we want to do is we want to recap. We're going to give you a quick recap and then kind of look ahead to the game this week with the with the Carolina Panthers. There's some issues. Uh, there's some possible uh, injury things that we need to update where it comes to the, for the starting quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. I want to get Ed's thoughts on really kind of where, where we're at so far in the season. I mean, I think there's still, I wrote down some, I want to talk about play calling and whether or not you have an issue with that easy. And then just where you're at with, I still have issues with the run defense. It may touch on another issue or two, but I think that'll probably take up a lot of time because play calling can is that umbrella and so many things can fall underneath it. So let's look back. It wasn't as bad. I think last week I, I predicted pain. Yes. And it wasn't, it wasn't the pain that I thought, though the running game, the running defense was still an issue. But your thoughts looking back on last week's game against the Baltimore Ravens as the Arizona Cardinals went back east. Well, I think we can both attest, and you just brought it up, it wasn't the pain. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I thought they were going to go over there and get shellacked. Uh, hung in the game. Um, was it because the uh, Ravens were not quite aware of what the Cardinals were going to do? And then, obviously, they didn't take advantage of some points offensively from their side as well. Could have been a much larger spread. I think it was respectable. The one thing I'm still waiting for is this ultra-dynamic offense that we heard about all through the uh, preseason but never got to see it. They kept holding it, holding it. And thus far, the only thing I'm seeing, man, is a whole bunch of uh, heavy wide receiver uh, formations, very little tight end. And a lot of read option, but I'm not seeing, like, you know, that dynamic, uh, up-tempo, going to take the, the NFL by storm offense. I haven't seen that yet. Quick side point. note, I had to interrupt you because you, you said tight end. And I looked from uh, week one when they played the Detroit Lions. Hawkinson didn't even have a catch uh, in week two. <laughs> yeah. So all I'm saying is that oftentimes the, the defense um, for the linebackers and those in the in coverage are making these tight ends look like they, as you mentioned in week one. Like Once again, we had another, didn't we get another one with 100 yards this yeah, week? I think, yeah. yeah. You know that yeah. happens. You know what happens. Yeah. Yeah. 
I bet you they'd let me have a hundred if I was out there right now. And I'm talking right now <laughs> at fifty, you know. So, <laughs> but so so to that point, it it's it's concerning to me when you're when looking at that game how they were able to stop the run oftentimes the defense, but they didn't stop it completely because the quarterback Lamar Jackson, where he as he only he didn't even rush for any yards the pre, the first week. He ended up having over 100 yards rushing against the Arizona Cardinals. They couldn't get the contain on the running back when that should have been what their biggest concern was because it was almost as if they were playing a little bit of that rope-a-dope style with them from because they were making the Cardinals think that they were going to just be a pass-happy pass happy offense. Well, they gave up all 440 total yards, uh, 258 through the air, 182 on the ground. I know a lot of that was... Lamar Jackson, I think he had about 120, somewhere in that area. Yeah. You know, and this twenty, yep. Yeah. This is a quarterback you gave up that much to. And this is without any heavy Lamar or or Ingram and you know, so for me it was just one of those things that I mean, they've got to stop this. Otherwise, teams are gonna one, pick them apart in so many different ways. Do you want to die by the gun or do you want to get die by the, the, the sword? You know, it's one of those things where until Patrick Peterson gets back, we, we kind of thought it would be the, the secondary that was the weaker part of the defense, uh, giving up a lot of stuff on the back end. Right now, it's that running game that's just tearing them apart. Um, Chandler Jones did not have a good game. He had only two tackles, uh, did bat down a pass, but no pressure on the quarterback, no sacks, no sacks obviously, and no hits. Um, I definitely think if we're going to survive these first bunch of weeks, that front is going to have to put some pressure on the opposing quarterbacks to give, uh, to ease up, you know, what is in that secondary, you know, give right. them some some relief. And thus far, you know, and I, I, another thing I thought, we would see a lot more intensity or a lot more activity from Suggs going back home against the Ravens. They were both pretty quiet, right. um, you know, and like I said, it's one of those things where, we're going to keep our eye on this because, and then, you know, you brought up the tight ends. They basically, you know, if you're a tight end, we want to make you an all-pro. That's like, you know, come on out here because we want to make sure we make you look good. You we, know? Got, we got you covered. Yeah, we want to make, we're going to have to cover up some of these holes on that side of the ball. Otherwise, you know, as, as, as long a season as it can be, it'll be even longer. That's for sure. So let's, let's, put a, let's put a bow on that and let's look forward to the game this week. They're, they're going to be at home for the next two weeks, so that hopefully they'll be able to walk away with a couple of wins. And I actually think that this game is winnable when, when you're looking at the Carolina, Carolina Panthers. <clears throat> but let's talk first about the Carolina Panthers. Let's look from their perspective, look at them on offense. So the Carolina Panthers offense versus the defense for the Arizona Cardinals. When you're looking at the offense, you of course you think of the quarterback who often refers to himself as Superman, which is Cam Newton, but he is injured. A little bit of kryptonite yeah. around his neck, or maybe they're rubbing some of that kryptonite sage or burning some of that around him <laughs> because he seems to be, he's hobbled. He has the the foot injury. He has the coming off of the two shoulder surgery. Shoulder surgeries, and I pause for a second because if you know your quarterback has had a couple of shoulder surgeries, you gonna let that man throw fifty times? I know he's a depreciate. I know that football players in general are they're depreciating assets, but why would you want to depreciate that asset? Why would you want to accelerate that depreciation? I don't understand that. Well, if you look at Cam, you can tell something is just not right right now, and that's mentally and physically. Physically. 
he does not look, and I'm just talking from what I've seen in the past from him, doesn't look like he's got that, that fastball right now. Right. And speaking, you know, from someone, I, I've had my shoulder reconstructed three times, twice post-career, but the first time <laughs> I had it done in 1992, uh, I had it done, Javon, in August, October 15th. I remember the day like it was yesterday. By the time we got to spring training the following year in March, I was out here with the Brewers. I was still on a pitch guy. I mean, I literally couldn't throw the ball across the infield as a third baseman. So I actually went all through spring training. They got me to a point where I was serviceable but still wasn't able to necessarily play in the field. I started the season DHing, and then finally got to the point in, in May sometime where I started playing more of the field and even then never had that the cannon, at least that year, you know, getting the ball, ball across the diamond. And what I when I bring that up, I'm, I mean to illustrate – what it takes to come back from that type of injury. Now, I was a third baseman throwing, you know, 90 feet across the uh, uh, diamond. Right. This is a quarterback who's expected to throw the ball 50, 60 yards up the field. And like I said, something's just not right. You can tell he doesn't, whether it's confidence or because he, he doesn't want to let it go or maybe it's still just not strong enough. Uh, and, you know, I think if he does play, which, you know, from all indications, I don't think he practiced – Yesterday and he might not have practiced today. We'll have to check on that. Whether between whether it's that he didn't that, practice today. He didn't no, practice today. No, he didn't practice today. So I mean that really bodes well for the Cardinals in terms of uh, them coming here with a backup quarterback. Matter of fact, I have to look and see who, who is their backup quarterback. That's what I'm looking up. His name it is Kyle. Is, oh goodness, Kyle Allen. Yep, you Kyle know Kyle Allen. Allen. His name ring bells around the hood. Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. They okay. ring bells, fool. Okay, I guess he has a tie to Kyler Murray because he's a teammate of his at Texas A&M. I guess and he his backed name, him up. And it's Kyle like Kyler, so that's yeah. how I go in the streets. So anytime you know you don't know somebody's backup quarterback and that dude might be on red alert, I mean, that bodes well for this team and defense to get after this this uh, this inexperienced quarterback, and you hope they take advantage of that. Well, obviously, we won't find out till later on in the week if Cam is actually going to be out there on the field. So, with we know that with the with the Carolina Panthers, one of the, the player that's really electrifying well, Cam when he's healthy, but Christian McCaffrey is an electrifying uh, running back. But then also you have Greg Olson. He's a tight end. Tight end. Last time I checked, they have some issues with some tight ends. <laughs> so, what are your thoughts? What is the what does the defense need to do when they're looking at the the offense? Because it, the unknown can oftentimes be what ends up getting him, see Gardner Minshew when he comes in and he shreds a defense for a couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago uh, um, in week one. So not knowing the tendencies of the quarterback, that can that can also that can be almost an advantage yeah. to the Carolina Panthers. You know what you're going to expect from Cam. You're expecting a hobbled Cam even if he does play. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts for, from the defensive perspective? Well, obviously with them not knowing much about Kyle Allen, Allen not having a lot of film on him, that will be the mystery. But... I guarantee you, within they're they're planning for uh, uh, for Cam. If he, you know, you that's your first, you know, until you get noticed that he's definitely not playing. You plan for him. What's going to happen though is if we get to a point in the week where they say, "Hey, Cam is out and Kyle is in," mm-hmm. inside the defensive meeting room, every blitz they have ever heard of or know of, or even just can imagine <laughs> in a dream, right? They're going to throw that at him because True. he's not, you know, he's not going to be up to speed. They're going to try to bring everything they possibly can. That's just the tactic. You yeah, see what yeah. they do to these young quarterbacks. Makes sense. Confuse them, throw it at them, and if you get beat, you know, so be it. But I expect them to be very aggressive. And you brought up, you brought up McCaffrey. Yeah. 
Your goal would obviously be to stuff eight or nine in that box, corral him as much as you can, force them to throw the ball, and then, like I said, throw those blitzes at him, throw those looks that he hasn't seen and you know not prepared for, and hopefully that can lead you to victory. When you're looking at so far this year in terms of Christian McCaffrey, the uh, he has he's averaging about 82.5 yards per game, but. He can also catch the ball out of the backfield as well. Yeah. So if, if nothing else, if I was that, if I was the, the quarterback coming in, he would be one of my safety valves. And again, so would Greg Olson. Yeah. What? How did? What if I tell you? If I mention what's one of the what the kind of uh, lifelong or 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 franchise long issues with a with an organization? Raiders. What is it? Uh, penalties. Pe- oh yeah, penalties. There you go. If it's the Cardinals, at least over the last eight, nine seasons, it's their inability to cover tight ends, no matter who is the head coach or who's on defense. That's even when Todd Bowles was here, and he was an excellent defensive coordinator. Why why, why is that? They they were better under Bowles, but I'm just saying that's always been something, that's always been a weakness for them. We'd almost have to do some serious research on it because, like you said, it, it hasn't been one off defensive coordinator or system. Like even last year, they went to the 4-3. So we even had a change in all defensive philosophy yet. Turnover same players, old, all yeah, that Yeah, turnover stuff. players and everything. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, maybe the, here it is. Maybe we haven't, we haven't gotten the proper players. Maybe we we're consistently getting the same type of style linebacker, same style of defensive backs. Good point. And maybe they just continue to play the same roles and get beat by the same poison, you know, week after week, year after year. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds sounds like that might be a, an acceptable answer. Okay, I want to flip it because I want to get more in depth on this part. You you mentioned it earlier when we were talking about the Ravens game, recapping that this offense. I mean, come on, man! It's 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 the way it's been promoted. Now, if I tell you because I, I had a you know I do a little bit of rapping research. Y'all. If I if I <laughs> no I, if I told you come out to see me perform, it's gonna be the best show you ever oh, see. Yeah. Man, I do. I got fire. I got pyrotechnics, and you come out and just me standing on stage with a light shining on me. You're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna say, yeah. I, "Is that light what you call pyrotechnics?" Yeah. So the point is the point I'm trying to get at is it's it's not as it's. It's not fully revved up. We're not even. We're not even in third gear, let no. alone fourth gear. Really getting up to speed. But the play calling is what I have an issue with. Mm-hmm. Play calling more so in that red zone. It just seems as if he he's still trying to find his way, and I think there's going to be a lot of that this season. But am I wrong in saying that I have an issue with the play calling, or did you see that too? Absolutely. I, you know, I did a little research this week. Oh, and I got snap. I'm rubbing off on you, for you. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals, through these first couple games, have called 102 pass plays, 34 run plays. And get this, out of those 34 run plays, a few of those were scrambles that turned into runs but originated as passes. Right. So that's over 75% of your offenses. You can't all live rapid. like that. And, and what happens is, you got to remember, when you get down into the red zone, because they've struggled. They've moved the ball from 20s to the 20s. Then you get down there where the, the end zone is basically a, a defender at the back end. It's Everything's condensed. And now, you're trying to throw everything down there, right? No, you got to be able to run the ball. And thus far, they've showed, I mean, David Johnson was invisible this past week. Matter of fact, yeah. if he was, if he was, he should almost want to come back and get him a little discount <laughs> on this pass. I mean, he had what fifteen total yards, fourteen, 14 yards, seven seven attempts. Yeah, yeah. and then one. And obviously, we got to talk about the, the the elephant in the room. 
man, every time he goes down or starts grabbing something, yeah. it's like, ooh, yeah. you know. I'm not going to say he's injury prone, but he just, I'm, I'm questioning his durability to, okay. to a certain degree. Okay. But like I said, they're, right now, they're so one-dimensional. If you only have to take one thing away from them and they can't do the other thing, meaning run the ball, yeah. and especially when you get down into the red zone, you got to be able to line up sometime and pound that rock. You know, you get down there well, as close closer you get, you know, maybe it's around the edges or whatever, but you got to keep them honest. If they can get in the coverage and, you know, just and, and not really have to put – here's the other thing, and I'll ask you this. We have not seen the dynamic running ability of Kyler Murphy yet either. Yeah. He's been invisible in the running game, meaning even when he scrambles, it's more east and west. Nothing is going north. So if you don't have to respect that to a certain degree, like you can sit back there and covers, put some pressure on him, force him out of the pocket, and everybody down the field is, is blanketed, you know, it's going to be uh, not a whole lot of success. I agree because when you look at last week's <clears throat> last week's game, three three rushing attempts for four yards, and the seven seven yards was the longest. So he had it. He was he was what sacked three times by by the Baltimore Ravens. I I, I get the they were he, what the first rookie there was the stat was uh, to have two back to back three hundred yard games since I want to say it was Cam Newton. I get all that stuff, but I don't, I still don't think that you want to have your your rookie quarterback throwing 40 times in no. the game and not giving him any balance. If, if I know what's coming, then I should be able to prepare for it. One of the bright spots from last week's game that I want to talk to you about in terms of maybe what you can look to see in this week's game, you had 19 receptions between uh, Christian Kirk and Larry Fitzgerald, and that was over 218 yards, total receiving yards. So that's a bright spot. But it, you got it. You have to run the ball. You have to run the ball. And I wonder if Cliff Kingsbury is is the type of person that's going to be stubborn enough to what is it? You cut off your nose to spite like your face. face. Yeah. So I'm curious if that's going to happen. You're, so what what do the Cardinals need to do to be able to get some points against a team that last week couldn't really put up any points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? What do they have to do? Once again, I, I call for more balance in the offense. And the, the crazy part about the running game is sometimes it looks like it's really not working, but there's a meth, there's a reason you why you're you doing it. You can't abandon it too early. You can't abandon it too early. It is a, a necessary uh, to, to make sure that, one, the defense is staying um, on there. You know, they have to honor your run game. And then it sets up so many other parts of your your offense. I, will, and I sound like a broken record. I keep going back to it. I cannot stand this pistol formation with right. David Johnson back there. It's just I don't think it's a good fit for him. You know, we'll, we'll have to ride it out, though. And you bring up a great point. I talked about it earlier in, this, in the week with uh, someone else, is – is Kingsbury going to be able to adjust and make the necessary tweaks? We can't throw the ball this much. Maybe we have to run it more. Maybe we have to get our tight ends on the field a little more, a little power run, you know, get these guys. If you don't have a fullback on the roster, get a tight end back there to, you know, help David clear some space and, you know, maybe create other opportunities in the passing game with the play action and stuff like that. So didn't didn't David Johnson wasn't that the success that he had was he had a fullback that year if I'm, if I'm not mistaken I thought he had a fullback. Oh, absolutely, year where he really burst yeah. into the scene. And that's funny is that oh you had success doing that? Nah, we're not going we're not going to include that element because my my because my offense is different. Mm-hmm. You should adjust your offense to the to the to the the 
the personnel that you have. Yeah. And I, I'm wondering if he's going to be able to do, if he's going to be willing to do that. And I give him, you know, you have to give him a little leeway because this is his first year in yeah. the organization and he's taking over the, the parts that were left behind. So maybe in this upcoming draft, you know, they adjust, uh, go get the pieces that fit this offense a little more. You had the first draft, but obviously you spent that on Kyler. You went out and got some wide receiver help, et cetera, et cetera. But moving forward, like I said, he's got a couple different things that he has to do. He has to take what he has, make it work, or they have to get out and find other you know, other ways to, I guess, supplement what you don't have. This is true. Yeah. So this is where we get to that part. We got to give our predictions. <laughs> if, if, they, if, one, if they lose this game, I think the locker room will start to question him a little bit. Because to this point, again, this week and listening to and listening to reading reading the coverage and listening to some of the radio shows, it was it's okay. We lost again. It's okay, but everything looks good. If they lose to what I think teams were. What I believe is a is a wounded team because mm-hmm. it's a, you cut off the head of the snake and all those all those analogies that you want to give, then I think people will say, well, when are we going to win? Yeah. Who are we going to beat if we can't beat this hobble team? If we got this backup quarterback that started, how do we let him shred us? We have an injured Cam Newton. How do we let him beat us? It's it's almost as if it's a it's you they have to win this game or else there's going to be issues. Yeah, th- this is you bring up the you said it perfectly if. If not now, when? Because this is a team without Cam Newton or even a team with a hobbled Cam Newton. We saw what they did last week at home against Tampa Bay. They didn't even give him the ball yeah. when it was that most crucial crucial down situation. So I will say this much. Though. I'm not sure. It might be a little too early to lose the locker room okay. because they have actually. Maybe fans. Yeah, the fans, yeah. But as far as players, they've been in these games. You think about it. With a couple crazy bounces of a ball, like you know the Detroit game, we came all the way back. And you're talking about Get an interception. possibly a win there, yeah. and then you were only lost by was it 23-17 or whatever it was. Yeah. Or so, to it was close. Twenty three sixteen, I think close. it was. Yeah, so yeah. You're talking about a touchdown loss. So you know if they were like here's the thing, if they were the Miami Dolphins losing like them right now, man, we it would be like oh my god, they need to fire everybody. But because they've been competitive, the only thing we don't like is the style. I think we're looking more at the style points of how they're doing it. Yeah. It's just it doesn't seem, I guess, efficient. The whatever. only way that I can see the Cardinals coming up, thumbs up after a loss, is if the offense gets on track. Yeah. To where there you're seeing more glimpses of what Kingsbury's vision is yeah. for the offense. That's the only way I can see that happening. I was. I wish I could get a hold of that playbook, man. I would love to see. You say, why don't you call these plays? Call I mean, these plays, well, man. You know, I, I'm just curious as to like terminology and some of the designs and the diagrams because, like I said, what we've seen so far has not been that dynamic. Maybe they just haven't gotten to the back of the playbook yet. Maybe all that juicy stuff is like chapter 12. You know, he's <laughs> reading the book and you're like, and all of a sudden it gets to the end. And you're like, whoa, that was good. Ew, you know, whoa. so. I'm wondering if they got to the part where they talk about red zone offense. <laughs> I don't think they got that far yet. I, that's why I'm wondering if they got that far yet. But so who you got? Who you got winning? Man, that's a tough call. Okay, Cam without Cam? Yes, yes, okay, we can. Most so, definitely. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, with Cam, I still think they're 
a formidable, formidable enough team, especially with McCaffrey, because okay. they will dump a load on him. Yeah, and I think they're more, more a better team at this stage of the season than the Cardinals. Okay, if they come in here with a backup quarterback, Kyle Allen's his name. Who? If they come <laughs> in with Kyle Allen, and right. we don't win that game, then Man. it's going to be rough sled next week. So with Kyle. I'm going Cardinals. <laughs> okay, yeah. If they with Kyle, I got to go with with the Cardinals. You say I, that reluctantly, though. Yeah, because I just don't know. <laughs> I, because I don't know how, in terms of what the, if their plan would be. All right, we're going to have a different. We're going to have game plan A, but now we're just going to attack the tight ends. Yeah, that's that's just what I want. I just wonder how what that's going to be like, and and. Uh, I would say if they if Cam is in there, I think that that would give them enough energy, and they would probably the Cardinals would end up pulling it out. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it'll be like that reverse thing that ends okay. up happening, where the where the backup comes in and you think you got this, oh we got this, we got this, and next thing you know you don't got this. <laughs> so, on behalf of my partner Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon Adams. You've been listening to the Believe in the Arizona Cardinals podcast. We do this every week, so we'll see y'all next week, and we'll see if the Cardinals can do this. And uh, like my partner likes to say. Until next week, be easy out there. Are you good? Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.